Hello, it's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist and I'm passionate about the recovery of vertigo and tinnitus symptoms. And today I've got a treat because I have Linda Claveria with me. Welcome to the call. Thank you, Joey. And Belinda and I are going to talk about sexuality and joy and the importance of healing through opening up to our bliss. And so, yes, today we're going to talk a little bit about orgasms, about the healing nature of sexuality, mm-hmm. and about how important this conversation is for people who experience chronic pain or chronic symptoms of any form, which certainly includes vertigo and tinnitus. So Belinda's a kinesiologist and a passion coach, and we know each other locally, and I feel very blessed to be able to call Belinda my friend. Mm, thank you, Zoe. And I really wanted to have this conversation together, and I thought, why not record it and share it with all of the listeners who are subscribed to my YouTube or my podcast? So Wonderful. Exactly. Mm. So do you want to talk a little bit about the importance of joy? and orgasms and receptivity and let's just start by talking about what it means to be human because everybody listening to this call has that in common absolutely why is it important (laughs) to be in our joy absolutely so i think being in joy joy is so vital because um the energy of joy is like it's really forward action you know there's a it's opening it's um it has this awareness of perception beyond ourselves like that's mm-hmm. that's my sense of joy so not only are we feeling expansion. within ourselves but expansion and yeah you know we're all we're doing this as we're talking we're kind of like expanding <laughs> the chest in joy and it's really interesting isn't it because both Belinda and I have personal experience of chronic symptoms mm-hmm. I've had moments of depression anxiety trauma vertigo, tinnitus and pain. I've never had chronic pain though. Mm-hmm. And I noticed in my being, I contract in, I become small, I become very focused on me and my pain. Yes. And I can numb out and in those times in my life, it can be really hard to have joy. And I remember feeling like, what's the point of living? Like I just couldn't understand joy. It was uh-huh. like all of that joy pathways and the dopamine and the oxytocin and all those powerful hormones and neurotransmitters were not being fired in my body. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to talk about with our listeners is that sometimes when we're going through deep pain and chronic symptoms, we actually numb out and those neurological pathways in our body that are firing happy, feel-good, joy, expansive, open, Yes, they're not as active. No. And I thought it'd be really important to normalize that, yes, this is happening. You're not alone, especially if you're out there feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling like I even want to have sex as much. I'm not enjoying music as much. I'm mm-hmm. not enjoying art or things I used to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a scientific reason for that. Mm-hmm. And do you want to share a little bit about maybe moving or helping people understand what happens when we're in joy? Like, how does this, how is this important? And, you know, any, any clinical observations you have of people who maybe are not in contact with joy? So just sure. talking about sure. the, the journey. Um, well, I think, I think the place where we want to be is to be in that place of joy. And when we're, when we're in joy, um, all I, my, my awareness is that that you're really receptive you're really yeah. you're really open you're nodding your head yeah and so when people come to me and they're not in joy or they're experiencing pain they're usually they're their symptoms you know and that's that's 
often what they're talking about. It's front um, and centre. Front and centre. You know, the, the, the worldview has become a lot more narrow and um, it's really hard to see, to see hope in those times. So there's like that physical, mental, emotional, spiritual collapsing in, isn't yeah, there? absolutely. And, and it can be our thoughts can become really dominated by the pain. Mm-hmm. And our feelings can be very much around, you know, anger and frustration and difficulty instead of having that lovely variety of rainbow. So sad, joy, mad, happy, Mm -hmm. open, it can be very much a dark time and a difficult time. So there's like an imbalance in our body, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And see, I look at it as an imbalance in the body and then as a kinesiologist, I also really look at it as an imbalance in the energy systems. It's one of the key areas that I identify what's going on with people. Yes. Um, and that that shutting down of joy, then what happens is literally the muscles shut down, you know, that you'd literally feel tense and... Yeah, and then and if you're feeling tense, then we're talking about sexuality. Then obviously, what's going to happen is blood flow is not going to go there, and things like that. I mean, where you put your focus is where the energy goes. So if your focus is is in the pain, then all you tend to feel is pain and and see pain, and um, and the world then responds back to you. You know, it kind of responds back. And I've been there, and I can, and it's yeah. So first up, this is normal. It's normal as humans to be preoccupied, distracted, and kind of obsessed with pain. Like where we've got our blinkers on for danger all the time, mm-hmm. and that's how we've evolved. That's part of our biology. Mm-hmm. However, because we are conscious beings and we're not rabbits and we're not zebras, <laughs> we actually have choice and we have access to wisdom. Mm-hmm. Part of therapy and part of healing is actually recognizing I'm allowed to have this pain, but this pain is not me, that I can expand into more. So something that Belinda and I would like to talk about is different types of joy, how to access joy if you haven't had access to it for a period of time, so you're Mm -hmm. feeling a bit numbed or a bit distracted. And we were talking earlier, we were briefing each other about what we wanted to cover, and a lot of it comes back to presence. And so... Belinda, do you want to share a little bit about mm-hmm. receptivity, mm-hmm. sensory experience, mm-hmm. and s- some kind of really useful practical things that people listening could maybe even try today or tomorrow or this week mm-hmm. to help them open up their joy channels and move away from contraction and fight, flight, freeze? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Um, I love that word, sensual. Like, it's, it's, it means <laughs> a lot to me. Yeah. So, um, uh, when when you're in pain, and I've experienced this myself, is that um, your focus can start to narrow and become a part of that part of that pain. And so, what's really supportive is to open up your perception. And so, one of the key things is to develop regular practice. And I'm a big believer in regular practice. So, if you're doing something that can refocus the mind so that it can actually be expansive to everything that's moving in your world so we don't want to shut we don't want to shut the fact out that life's crap i mean that's there's a reality around that that's the reality check yeah Yeah. that's reality check and whenever we're in conflict with what actually is happening is that's when the pain and suffering comes Mm. so that's one aspect of it but then the next the next stage is to actually open up the senses Mm -hmm. um and the that we are these receptive beings we're getting information from outside of us and we're Mm -hmm. also we're also delivering that and um so one of the key things you can do to open up joy is to actually 
come back to becoming essential essential being you know like touch. through touch through smell through sound through taste these things are really powerful and we have huge amounts of um intelligence running through our, our entire being you know this, this incredible cellular body and from a like a, a medical science western point of view we often refer to our nervous system and so our mm. nerve endings are capturing all this delicious proprioceptive touch information and sending that to our brain mm-hmm. saying i'm warm and cozy or mm-hmm. i'm safe mm-hmm. or oh that tickles yeah and of course then there's also um information coming from our body which could be like i just got bitten by a snake or a spider that information will go up to the brain and the brain will say oh dangerous threat do something about it go and tell the doctor Mm -hmm. this could be poisonous so the brain is constantly receiving information and it's not all good it's not all happy days and our job is to recognize real immediate dangers and threats and address it like if you're actually poisoned by a snake get the support you need immediately Mm -hmm. but if it's just a false alarm allow that false alarm to abate and dissolve and reopen up to feeling more real signals of safety and i think being safe is a huge part of receptivity and presence yeah definitely absolutely and um when you were talking about that aspect of uh there's there's dangers or there's for instance it's it's the pain factor it's it's actually reopening yourself to receive the good that's available in your life and this is a real skill it's it's actually it's a it's about making a choice it's going right now i'm experiencing pain and if i if i keep focusing on that that's all i'm going to experience whereas um, what if I choose today to be receptive to what is working? And some of the practices that I do with, with clients is to actually take them into their body and to notice mm. the, the parts that are working. And mm. actually there's millions of them, you know, like incredible amounts of goodness going on. And that's, what, that's something that I think is really important is to, is to be, uh, put yourself in a practice where you can witness gosh, you know what, look at these incredible fingers, look how they move and, and, mm. and look how I can flex my foot, like to actually be in joy around those things, it's a wonderful thing. And to build trust in our body because sure mm. this thing's not working. My body's not perfect and I don't really expect it to be perfect either. But there's so much that my body does that I can remember and remind myself and take notice of every day to help me build trust in my body. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to joy, it's very difficult to have joy pathways. And so there's neurons in our body that are designed to be like feel good, happy, open, bliss, connection, intimacy. These are the warm, cuddly feelings and excitement Mm -hmm. feelings. They're not really active when we're in fight, flight or freeze, which is our stress, anxiety, fear zone. Mm -hmm. Because if there's a lion chasing us, the brain's not saying, hey, you know, sit back and relax and take in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. The brain's saying, right, going to pump muscle. I'm going to pump blood to the muscle so you can run and you can respond and you can climb a tree and get to safety. Mm-hmm. So I think when we're in chronic fight, flight, freeze, we do get this contraction of our muscles. We get pent up energy mm-hmm. that is not being able to flow elegantly and in a balanced way through the nervous system head to toe. Mm-hmm. And I think, Part of accessing joy means, A, we have to be relaxed and safe to get there. So when we're most relaxed, we're most happy. Yeah, that's right. So for you guys listening at home, 
if you're resonating with this, just remember that there is real medicinal quality in finding ways to feel relaxed, in finding ways to trust yourself, in finding ways to feel safe. Every single person is different. Belinda and I can't sit here saying, this will work for you, do this, try this once a day. It's the concept of saying, okay, well, if I'm really anxious and stressed all the time, it's actually blocking my body from processing pent-up energies. Mm -hmm. And I think we often forget to look at our sexuality and sensuality. And this also includes self-pleasure. And so finding ways to explore your body's pleasure pathways and giving yourself access to that release and that these are physical neurotransmitters moving in a, in a sexual context, moving from around the uterus and cervix for women and traveling all the way up into the brain and having whole body neurotransmitter and hormonal yes. releases. So it's a really physical, powerful medicine. Yeah. That's part of being a healthy human. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you talked about the uterus and the, the sexual organs, but one thing that we have to remember is that um, the way that we can feel pleasure is, is very varied. We talked about that at the beginning, mm. that we have these varied places where we can feel pleasure. And, you know, like for, I'm, I have incredibly and my hands are very potent like I, mm. I very much so um and so this is where self-exploration is a really great way of getting to know what parts of you mm. are craving or are already extremely receptive to um joy. to touch or to joy you know and um and so I would really invite you to take time and make time regular practice to get to know your body, to get to explore it. And, and by doing that, you engage the breath at the same time that you're working with your body. Um, this, this way, what you're doing is you're, you're yeah. actually training yourself to take your awareness deeply into parts of your body that perhaps have been ignored for some time. And I think I want to emphasize about this personal self-pleasuring space where nobody else is involved there's there's not the complexity of mm. a whole nother person who you yeah. who you're navigating yes and so i think it's really sacred and really important to practice self-love and self-pleasure in whatever way that means and that can be getting your favorite massage lotion with a beautiful aroma and massaging mm. your body with gentle touch or a, yes or a facial or combing your hair but really allowing yourself time to feel physically pleasured mm. and to physically allow those neurotransmitters and hormones in a relaxed and safe way in your own empowered space. This is all a very important part of integrated medicine and healing. And of course, once we're ready, that may or may not transition into, well, hopefully if you're in a, a relationship with another person that you're able to talk with them in a consensual and respectful way about whatever your intimacy needs are. Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of my clients experiencing chronic symptoms, their romantic relationships can really suffer because I suppose their body is not in that space of joy or sexuality. And so it can be just like, well, I don't feel like it. I don't want it. I'm not ready for it. Yes. And that can, of course, have consequences not only on your physical health if, if you're the person feeling the symptoms but also on the relationship and on the other person yeah that's right the availability is not really there is it you sort of feel as though you haven't got the availability for another partner if within your own world 
you're starting to shut down yeah. and, and feel like you're not coping. And so this is, part, for me, I, I feel that what's really important is to, um, to have a practice so that you can actually become aware of definitely what parts are really working. I think that's a, that's a key message. Focus for me. on health. Focus on health and the messages that you're giving your body because the body responds to that. Um, I, my pathway to for a period of time where I had um, a chronic lower back injury mm. came from birth. I had two amazing babies at home. Um, but my first birth, I didn't come out of it so well. Um, mm -hmm. So my, my pelvis was really unstable. And, um, mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I, I certainly felt really broken and pain for a significant amount of time. I had physical healing to go through. And what I became aware of is that what I was doing is not being my best friend. I was thinking if I was, if, if I was treating my body like a child or like my best friend, what words am I sending my body? What messages mm. am I giving my body? And I, one day I spent some time in the mirror and I looked at this person in the mirror and she looked back at me and I recognised that, oh my goodness, his consciousness sort of was sort of looking at me going, I'm waiting for you. Can you stop, can you stop um, uh, avoiding me? Can you, can you actually be by my side? I'm, I've been waiting for you to hear me. And mm. it, was, it was a key moment because what happened then, I suddenly went, well, what are the messages that I've been giving my body? All this kind of shame around the fact that I'm broken, that I'm not healed, that I'm not healthy. And yeah, and it's a really common story. And I, and I, I think 100% of the people who I see have, have experienced self-shaming. You know, I should be this, I should yeah. be that. I'm abnormal. I shouldn't feel this way. And so there's this real self-critique and self-judgment. And a lot mm. of it's based on huge misinformation, huge yeah. misunderstandings, because no matter what you're feeling, it's real. Mm -hmm. And your brain and your body and your neurons are firing signals that are meaningful at that point in time to your body, to your mind and body are creating real sensory experience. It's not wrong. It's not abnormal. It just is. Mm -hmm. And so do you want to share a little bit about how you got yourself through that hmm. difficult time and how you made a choice to change? And as we explore the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of healing, for me, spirituality is not religion institutions or following Bibles. It's about choice and about the relationship we have to ourselves mm. and the relationship we have to others. So for me, spirituality is really a place of belief and empowerment and choice. And I think you've got a really nice story here that taps into the power of that. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, a lot of my awareness has come purely from self-exploration. I've certainly, you know, read a lot and I've been to many courses, uh, but I've always been extremely curious and incredibly sexual being. I believe from a very young age, I was really aware of this pleasure vehicle from a really young age. Um, and part of the healing journey for me was taking time, regular time to, uh, re to recare for this body that was actually in suffering during the chronic pain yeah absolutely you know to actually take that time to go through gentle touch to spend some time touching myself as if i as if a lover was touching me for with the most gentle and utmost care and um something i want you to know is that your body has incredible intelligence yeah it's such intelligence and if you spend time really listening to the messages it will guide you like your body mm. has a natural rhythm our, our, our chakra system has a, a natural rotation system and sometimes it wants to rotate one way another time it wants to rotate a different way and the more that you listen what you can do is you can unwind your body so 
I, I did a few practices um, in order to do that. One, one thing that um, I spoke to Joey about that was a key moment was the identifying that something had to change. If I kept going on this pathway of medication, doctors, mental health plans, you know, mm. trying to find, find everything outside of myself, it wasn't going to work. I, I, for me, I, I had to, what I had to do is take guidance from these people, like, you know, people that knew the information and take that and then find my own inner wisdom and, um, and reactivate that. And so what I did is um, we had a date night, my partner and I, and, and I was incapacitated. I'd been bedridden for quite a while. And I thought, this has to change, you know? So I put on a, something really sexy and <laughs> um, I took him on a date. And actually what I did is I took him to a strip club and that was really new for me. I've actually not, hadn't been one to one myself. Um, and, um, my, my goal was to, is to, to, to just play. I was like, it's time to play. And I want to bring to the story that Belinda took her chronic pain with her. She didn't yeah. suddenly go, Oh, unicorns and rainbows. I don't have pain anymore. Not at all. It was, I'm going to have this pain and actually be playful dress sexy and invite my partner on an, on a date where we can build intimacy and fun. So the pain came along mm -hmm. and I think that's really key to healing mm -hmm. is there's a, an expansion of more than pain. Yes, absolutely. So I, so keep, taking all of me, you know, to, to, yeah. I definitely took all of that along and, um, and I was very keen to, to explore and to actually to just invite pleasure and find another way. It was like, it was like, okay, radical change. Something has to happen here. So, um, yeah. And, and in that experience, what we did is we invited an opportunity for a third person to come in and we had this beautiful dance, pleasurable experience. And it was, was actually very, um, as simple really like it wasn't any kind of major sexual touch or anything but as an innocence and an they, openness oh, absolutely. And a naiveness no, absolutely and, and but the, actually the pleasure of, of witnessing and sound and um just enjoying the moment mm. i mean it went, when that was happening there was no pain i was just completely present to this exquisite moment um mm. and then we took that further later on in the evening where i we, we went and got some toys and we went back to the home and and i kind of in some way what happened it, it was the pain for a moment i just decided i'm going to put the pain here because there was, i didn't even have room for pain it was about um exploration and for it was a wonderful thing for both myself and my partner to to actually take some time for each other and to go okay let's just uh let's enjoy each other and be creative and also put mm -hmm. taboos aside but there's so much about society and the way we're brought up it's like this mm. is wrong or this is bad and yeah. should be perfect and happy and do this and do that but to you know it's a it's a real credit to you that you could kind of put all of that aside and have so much self-love and self-acceptance to be so creative and playful and challenge what was your norm and mm -hmm. do something really different. Mm -hmm. And I think often healing does force us to get out of our comfort zone and to be a bit risky. Absolutely. It can be a real gift. I think, I think <laughs> crisis in general is a gift. Wow. You know, I, I really think that crisis is a gift because what it does is it gets us to, to re-identify that we are not the identity of pain or the identity of the person that had the business that was kicking butt or, you know, the athlete. But actually underneath all of that is this essence that's always, it's always there. It's raw. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and that 
that journey the next day my pain levels had completely dropped it was like my my lower back had something had really released and this is there was a few years of that pain sticking around so yeah and I I think um, I just want to validate that we don't understand everything like the physical mental emotional spiritual aspects of being a human being Mm -hmm. they're super complex like no one human being could ever explain it all and so these conversations that I'm sharing with you are about exploring the unknown give yourself permission to be different give yourself permission to change give yourself permission to know that you are worthy of great joy and great orgasmic bliss is something that we can experience on our own. Absolutely. In you fact, certainly can. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> talking about, you know, you can be out in nature, just bushwalking, surrounded by trees and bird sounds and just the crunching of leaf um, and twigs and bracken underneath your feet. And when we're in that place of presence and receptivity and relaxation and safety, we can have just extreme orgasmic bliss moving through our being. And Belinda mentioned chakras, and some of you might be like, what does that word mean? It's a Sanskrit word from ancient India, which I think refers to wheels, Mm -hmm. meaning a wheel of energy shift and movement. Energy can come in many forms. Some energies are invisible, like emotions and feelings, and some energies are dense matter that you can poke and touch and see. Mm -hmm. So these are very vague terms. Some people only believe what they can see, so that's kind of where they're at in their journey in life and other people are open to more subtle, invisible energies. And chakras are really referring to the invisible side of feeling and when we're angry and tense, we close in and that chakra movement condenses and contracts and it's heavy and we hold pain and disease in our body. Mm -hmm. And the question is how much of that is coming from mental, emotional, spiritual, unprocessed energy that's gunked up? And I think exploring joy actually makes our life easier it sounds silly but once we open up and relax and ease into desire Mm -hmm. choices become simple because it's just like i want to Mm -hmm. i desire this it's like i'm it's a yes It's, it's actually really simple it's much harder to fake it it's much harder to be inauthentic it's much harder to smile and say oh i'm fine thanks no no i don't need anything or Mm-hmm. It's much harder to resist your reality and to fight and to be in that place of shoulds and I'm abnormal and why am I like this? It's much easier to say, you know what, I am in pain and I acknowledge that, mm-hmm. but I'm, I also have capacity to feel joy and I'm going to, exp- I'm going to choose to creatively explore that. And that choice makes life easier because you explore more of you without rejecting or suppressing. So it's a pretty big conversation. Isn't is. it? I love that sense of exploration. And, and I, I think that the permission to give yourself permission is, is one of the key things. And it's to make a choice to see awareness is okay. If I keep doing what I've always been doing, I'm going to get what I've always got. Yeah. Yeah. This is where, yes. this is where you've got to sometimes just go, right, it's time. What, what could I, what could I do differently? Yeah. Um, and as Joey said, if you don't have a partner, you can actually do a lot of self care and self pleasure. I think the body has amazing intelligence mm-hmm. um, uh, ensure that when you breathe that you're actually um, witnessing your body at the same time so some of the mindfulness practices that are available often focus just purely on the breath whereas anything that's somatic that's really getting into the body I'd, I'd 
I'd really recommend doing that myself. I think that's always a good thing. Yeah, and that's what I start people with. So if you go to my website at seekingbalance.com.au, you can sign up to the free starter kit, which gives you instant access to a 10-minute body scan, which is designed for finding steadiness and centering Mm -hmm. and learning how to feel again. Mm -hmm. Often we are so numb. And I was just thinking like of my personal experience that, you know, I did experience a a sexual violation as a younger person and that was very confusing because I didn't have the maturity yet to even understand it so I didn't tell anyone I didn't talk about it and my brain beautifully suppressed it and put it away Mm -hmm. so I just kept on living life you know it was just whatever and then when I got closer to 30 it came up in a therapeutic healing trauma release context and I had therapists to help me but it made me realize I had numbed myself and dissociated from a lot of living like I was doing life instead of feeling life Mm -hmm. and so similar to Belinda I came to a point in my life where I decided I had a choice to feel and a choice to chase explore joy Mm -hmm. and I decided to consider my body as this amazing vehicle and opportunity for for orgasm and for bliss and for joy and it was my duty and responsibility to figure out how my body works yes yeah, I absolutely think it's a really important thing to say. And I, you know, and I, I made it a project and yeah. I was like, I'm going to figure out my body and I'm going to do what I feel ready for and what I feel safe for on my own, in my own private time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably many people out there listening who are also dissociated, disconnected and numbed. And it's really common. It's actually quite normal. And it's a survival coping mechanism, a defense or protective mechanism And if that's you at the moment, all I can say is support yourself, love yourself. It's normal to dissociate and disconnect. And it doesn't matter if you're 70, 80, 90, you can always come back home. You can always come back home. It's never too late. And I I think I'm still learning. Like I am not a guru at all. I'm constantly learning. And my body is constantly teaching me things. And it's all about, am I willing to feel it? Am I willing to show up? Or am I micromanaging my body and telling it what it should and shouldn't do, which means I'm blocking the feeling? Yeah, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good point. Like being in that should state. Um, as far as, as far as the pleasure goes, you can actually train your body to mm. receive pleasure in other places. So yeah. uh, most of us will feel pleasure in the pelvis, you know, whether it's through um, penis stimulation or through vaginal clitoral stimulation, but um what you can do is you can you can actually train your body to send those messages to other parts. So mm. by through gentle stimulation and staying with your breath, you can also send that energy and send that attention to say your nipples. This is something that I've done or over even, a long period of time. Or even I think your neck, your neck. And, and people with injuries and, mm-hmm. and amputations and spinal injuries, they often have to go through this pathway. Yes. Just training a different different pleasure part of the body mm-hmm. um there was something i wanted to bring up and it's just left my mind yeah um the there's a bit of an unknown around um uh pleasure and the energy of pleasure and we have different receptive places in our body um that are on the physical plane but there's also energetic portals that are really potent that's what i wanted to mention <laughs> context you know it a lot of the invisible stuff comes back to storytelling and context. Mm-hmm. 
And if we're in a story of I'm not respected, I can't trust this, it doesn't matter how beautiful and romantic and how many flowers and how many romantic love letters and, and where people touch you, if the context is I feel unsafe, this person is a yeah. freak, get me out of here, your brain is never going to be in the joy state. Yes. So context matters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you need warm socks on, to feel safe and warm, get your socks out. Like that's fine. <laughs> you your socks off. <laughs> yeah, or your socks off, exactly. Yeah. And it's the same when we're on our own. So it's just making sure we have that internal self-acceptance, self-creativity, receptivity, openness. Mm. It's the deep kindness. Yeah, it's the context that you're in that allows the oxytocin and the dopamines and those feel-good neurotransmitters and hormones to be released. Yes, indeed. So I think that's part of that energetic, invisible stuff. It's the storytelling and the context. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that place of safety, creating that place of safety, I think is something that's um, important. So if you're going to set this up for yourself and, um, you know, ensure that you've got the time, ensure that your door is locked, so do the right thing, so put some time aside for a practice. Whatever that means for you. Yeah, whatever that means for you. So you can find some space to do that with, or with your partner, ensuring that your, your partner is um, willing to hold some space for you to, to, to make pleasure a priority. You know? And I would, yeah, I would mutual consent. Yeah, mutual consent, absolutely, really important. Um, and nature offers incredible yeah. joy and pleasure. The, the, the fact that we live in an environment that is consistently changing, it's always changing. Mm. Like we, we go through these amazing seasons and so to, to open up to witnessing colour, sound, light, wind, you know, all these sensations around you mm. um, is, a, is a portal to joy. I think we're very, we're very connected to nature and... Um, we are nature. Absolutely. There's Shakti running all the way through nature and I've definitely had orgasmic experiences in nature where I literally felt like there was nectar dropping off the trees and my entire <laughs> being was like, oh, it was just d delicious. It was so awakened and alive and I wouldn't yeah. have got there if I'd spent my whole time with my head in a phone or... Um, or judgment, like it's raining. Judgment it's windy it's like blah. No, that's it's like right. opening up to allowing the wind to touch us and caress us instead of getting peed off yes the wind's in my ear and it's affecting me and, and it's annoying around it it's raining and i think also <laughs> is we often shut down well I, I i can only speak for me i often will shut down my highs and so if I'm just like experiencing this amazing joy and this strong energy moving through my body, mm. sometimes I feel like that makes other people mm. uncomfortable. So it's like I want to suppress that a bit and yes. numb that a bit Yep. because there's this interesting thing in society where it's like you've got to be happy all the time and perfect all the time. So buy this magazine and buy this medicine and get this facelift surgery and be happy and you know, all the time. So there's all this mixed messaging, but don't be too happy because if you're too orgasmic, that makes me uncomfortable. Mm. So it's like, just really recognize how we are living in a world that is giving us mixed messages. And if you're confused, that's because it is confusing. Humans are wild. I mean, some people don't like being called animals, but we are animals, human beings. And we have this amazing capacity to feel. It's such a gift. I'm so grateful I'm not a robot. Mm. But feeling means all of it, not just joy and not just yeah. orgasms at the top end of joy, but it's actually also guilt and shame and sadness and hurt and anger and boredom and yeah. numbness and 
excitement and enthusiasm and inspiration and curiosity. Like we're feeling all of it and it's normal. Mm-hmm. Like just let yourself feel. It's so healing and that means that movement, that energy, that yeah. chakra system in your body can actually process and expand and release so it's not stuck in your body and unable to process. So it's contracted and dense and, you know, creating that inflammation and tension. Mm-hmm. So a really big mantra that I, I share with all of my private clients who are going through healing work with me is, you know, feeling is healing and finding a safe way to allow ourselves to feel daily and making a practice of it really is essential. You can't avoid the feeling aspect. And if you're not ready to feel yet, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You can wait until you're ready to feel, until you're ready for a daily practice, until you've got the right supports mm-hmm. and people to guide you. So it's these things happen. And I, like I say, I've worked with clients in their 70s and 80s, etc., and they are just beautifully learning. It's never too late. And I think the, the sooner we allow ourselves to feel, the easier life gets. Yeah, any, whenever we're in resistance to life, it's never any a good thing, is it? You know, yeah. <laughs> Deep acceptance is always the way to go, and I think um, I like your message that you're giving your your clients. And the other one I definitely give my clients is always kindness. Yeah, to act with kindness, act with kindness towards ourselves, to the situation we're going, in the way that we speak to ourselves, the way we look. To, you know, like really, I think kindness is really imperative. Um, and it's cross-cultural it doesn't matter what country you're in Mm. what age you're talking with people if we can communicate to ourselves with kindness and to others with kindness that Mm. energy really does connect us yeah that's right and through that kindness and through that connection our brain releases oxytocin and that's that powerful um chemical in our body that helps us to feel love feel belonging and feel connection and deep down that is what pretty much most of us are seeking um we're all different but a lot of us are seeking belonging connection and feeling loved Mm. wonderful thank you so much for taking time to share and i feel like this is just it's a juicy topic it's a (laughs) such a powerful and important topic sexual healing actually is a real thing and i think explore that for yourself in whatever way just listen to this podcast or youtube is a great start Mm -hmm. but really explore your vehicle of joy because it's yours it's totally unique and whatever makes makes you feel relaxed and safe and open to receiving joy that's your ticket and that will give you more juicy feel good neurotransmitters and hormones in your body for an overall well-being effect so Thank you so much, Belinda Claveria. Now, it's passionatebeing.com.au, right. is that right? Yep, passionatebeing.com.au. I'm going to pop a link down underneath this talk for people who want to get in touch with Belinda. I <laughs> highly recommend it. I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. If you are experiencing chronic vertigo or chronic tinnitus, I have a load of resources for you. The Rocksteady program is a 12-week program to give you a daily practice and walk you through the steps and I highly recommend that if anyone is listening to this and you're out there seeking support, that will give you the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual guidance. And I also offer private therapy if you would like to work with me one-on-one and get more of an intensive support happening. doesn't matter where you live because it's all based on videos and self-study resources online. So that is available for you. 
And I want to say thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you, Joey, for giving me this opportunity. And I really hope everyone out there has an opportunity to explore. Yes. And to be receptive and to breathe and to really allow life to move through you. It's one of the key messages, I think, and open up to joy. Yeah, and please find support. Don't go through this alone. Mm -hmm. If you're seeking support, you will find it. So keep looking. Mm. There's many people at Belinda and I out there. So visit passionatebeing.com.au to get in touch with Belinda and seekingbalance.com.au to be in touch with me and my resources for vertigo and tinnitus. Thank you so much. And it's a bye for now. See you.